Rugby League fans, welcome to the Redacted. Back 3 podcast. Coach LJ and Squid here bringing you bands from the week that was and of course the week ahead. Now we just had round 22 of the Redacted. And boy oh boy was it a great round of football. I said that every week for the last three weeks. But hey, we'll keep this ball rolling. Jiminy Jillikers, Jenkins and all of that fine stuff. But before we get to any of that, boys, LJ Squid, how you doing this weekend boys? Okay boys, who set me up? Come on you cheeky bastards. Which one of you did it? You knew it was becoming monsoon August and I was about to start drinking, but I've been hit with strong antibiotics and another 10 day drinking ban. So I'm sure one of you bastards did it. Who talked to my doctor, but did you even think about the poor bottle shops? Did you guys think about them? Some of them have children. Please someone think of the children. <laughs> hey, uh, LJ, what's your, what's your doctor's name? I don't really have a traditional doctor. <laughs> There's this guy, Doc, across the road. Well, that doesn't help him a bit because I was going to say he's a big fan of the podcast, mate, and he's been listening in himself. But uh, <laughs> you kind of fucked that one up for me. I, I set you up and you just let me down, just like the West Tigers. LJ, I like how you're trying to uh, blame us for this, mate, but they've actually done a count back on uh, some of your poor drinking performances over the last couple of years, and it's uh, just started to add up. We've gone to the drinking judiciary, and um, unfortunately, you weren't there to defend yourself, mate, so you had nothing to say, and it was just poor performance after poor performance, and um, yeah, as a collective, they just said that you, um, you needed to right your wrongs for what you've done in the past. Coach, what do you think, mate? Mate, Squid, before we move on, LJ, can you give him some of your fucking antibiotics? Squid, mate, you sound like fucking shit. What's going on, man? Uh, well, I actually, um, it's actually quite a milestone in my life, boys. I just hit 37, and uh, on top of that, uh, I've just hit puberty. So <laughs> I just sprouted my first pube. Uh, the voice is getting a little bit lower. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to sound like this uh, Barry White fucking um, decile tones that you guys are hearing, but I'm going to ride this uh, monsoon August wave as long as it goes. First a kiss, now one pube. Fuck, you're rolling in the deep voice. <laughs> But I'd also like to talk about the judiciary. Uh, I got told those poor forms on the Hikunados didn't have carryover points. This is bullshit. Mate, did you read the fine print? Apparently a Hikunado carries double if you don't do it properly. So if you're just getting it on the roof, you're like, what about your poor floor, your poor walls? Fucking <laughs> everything needs to be hit. We want to see that shit squirting like a... We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair this suspension might be warranted because fucking hell i found bourbon on those blinds three months later at one point the wife was looking up at the roof and she's like what do you think made that stain i was like oh fuck i don't know stupid kids lj mate you gotta step up your game brother okay boys i'm just gonna come out with a question for this week's podcast how do we feel about concentrated pub beers and are we a fan so lads do you know what concentrated pub beers are can you rephrase the first word can you use it in a sentence? Concentrated? Sorry, boys, I had zoned out. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, this, this is uh, the literal term of pub quiz here. <laughs> um, okay, so what we do, boys, for concentrated pub beers, uh, when you're not actually going to the pub for the entire afternoon or the evening or whatever, you've got limited time. So you've got two hours. So if you're normally having an evening, let's say, you know, good five, six hours, you might have eight, ten beers. I know LJ would have, uh, especially come this monsoon August. Um, but when you've only got a concentrated time because you've got somewhere to be, somewhere to do afterwards, you're like, fuck, I need to make the most of my time here at the pub. So I want to start smashing some beers. I'm going to do some fucking hikunados, LJ's favorite. I'm going to start doing some skulls. 
fucking even uh, throw off the old left boot, do a shoey. You know, we just want to smash as many beers as we can in the allotted time that we have at the pub. Personally, mate, I don't give a fuck. I've got one hour, eight hours. I'm smashing a shit ton of beers when I'm at the pub, man. I don't need no time restraints on me. <laughs> I personally, I love a cider. Now, it doesn't have to be at the pub, but just that first one. Get that get that taste in your mouth. Really have a little sip, swirl it around, enjoy life, and then as long as they keep coming. Oh, boys, how good. Now, speaking of how good, let's move right along. And for me, boys, how good was Jerome Hughes over the week against the Eels? Probably the best game he's had all season, and it's great to see that confidence. I just really wish that the uh, international footy was basically next week. I don't think they've got any at the end of the year. There's murmurs. But uh, the Storm have really needed this year without Pappy. So if they can keep him engaged, they can really upset some teams during the finals time in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, we'll see how they go. I'll keep an eye on the Storm. I'd just like to tack on to your um, how good they're, Coach, if you're talking about the Storm. I mean, Cameron Munster's try. He bet Clint Gutherson, you know, King Gutho about three times in one step. He did a left foot, a right foot, two gooses, a little sprint, and then still ended up about 10 metres uh, untouched. It was actually quite impressive to see. And fucking remind me of my heyday when I was his age. Yeah, well, fun little fact there, Squid. I was actually going to choose uh, a little sneaky dummy similar to what Munster pulled off and Cam Murray is my how good. I thought their game on the weekend where he busted out that um, that sneaky little dummy was pretty fucking incredible. But the way Jerome Hughes was going, I just couldn't pass the bloke because he's looking fucking electric. But uh, what have you got for how good this week, mate? Well, I have to say it. And no, it's not the Warriors remaining in the top four after the bye. Only team to successfully beat the bye this year. How good are the Knights after winning against Canberra in Canberra? Now, it was only a couple of weeks ago we were talking that Canberra could be, you know, potential threat come the finals time. These boys are fucking hitting their straps and they're winning some games. But are we really seeing these guys as a top eight team? Can we really see them making the top eight? And then are they actually going to do some damage once we hit September? So the Knights have actually won four in a row. And if they win this week, they could be in the top eight. I mean, they're getting talked up and they're just versing shit teams. That's all they've got left to beat. They've got the Dolphins this week. If they slaughter the Dolphins like a sushi shop, then fucking out, they're in. <laughs> now, obviously what they've needed to do is they should probably put Caelan Ponga back to fullback, yeah? Yeah, apparently if they don't win um, two more games in a row, they're like, oh, fuck it, we'll just drop, we'll move him out of the house and he go to the fullback. Just where he can't be seen. Now, are you telling me they're playing all right? Yeah, is that what you're saying? You're dead set saying they beat Canberra on the weekend. They're playing really well. Does that mean that the best player is Mitchell Pierce? Has he been stepping up again? <laughs> Would you believe it? There is this young rookie sensation, Phoenix Crossland. Oh, shit. Has he made a debut already? Fucking hell. I've been waiting for him to play a game. He scored a double the other week. He is the new hooker. He is outstanding. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard his name before, but he is legit. He could be a next million dollar man. He's actually got a stat in every single stat column because he actually got sent off a couple of weeks ago as well. So he's fucking ticking all the boxes, literally. Oh, but enough about the Knights. For me, it has to be the field goal just before halftime. Old Matty bombs in the shed's burden, decided to snap one just before halftime, making the score 11 to 8, you know, to put them three ahead at halftime. So if they score a try, they still lose. Weird as fuck scoring, but he must have known the second half was going to be a points fest. I mean, the game finished 23 to 22, and the Bulldogs won. I mean, Burton's just, is he all class? Is he just not that best with maths? Is he psychic? Is he a legend? What is he? 
I think the thing with the uh, Matty Burden is um, because he came from that Panthers system and he's starting to fill in a few uh, Panthers slots with all the uh, second grade players that they have. He's uh, he's just preparing himself. He's like, we've got to finish out to win games. We've got to do all this sort of stuff. So, I mean, let's be honest. He would have looked like a moron if Jermaine Asako didn't miss that 80-minute kick. But, you know, because that happened, he looks like a fucking genius. So, just all credit where credit's due, I reckon. Well, LJ, mate, for me, it's a great question, mate. It's a great question, but I just don't have the answers. So, is he a legend? I don't know. Is he a Muppet? Maybe. But speaking of Muppets, let's head on over to Muppet of the Week, boys. And redacted. Muppet of the Week. Now, guys, this week it had to go to the absolute Muppet, Grant Atkins. No, we didn't want to pick on another referee, but we just fucking had to because he denied poor Smoothie his first ever Redacted. try in that Broncos game. Now, first of all, absolutely disappointing stuff. The guy was a shoo-in, inside ball, basically just had to fall over the line, and then old Grant Atkins decided to basically go under and try to do a little hip drop, but vertical. So it was quite strange, but you had to be there to see it. But boys, what do we think? Well, boys, you've got to think that Grant Atkins was playing someone with Reese Walsh in their super coach and didn't want that try assist because he saw that ball coming. Reese Walsh threw it in. He's like, fuck off, mate. Tackle. And then I love it. I just love it. Well, I didn't actually touch the ball, so I guess we're just going to play on. And then he got up to play the ball, knocked it on, and they had turned the play over. I mean, great way to do your super coach. Like, I've actually applied to be in a Redacted. ref for next year. <laughs> if I, That helps me get points. If I can help get some intercepts, not a line break, a little ankle tap here or there, fuck it. I'll take it for the championship. What about you, Scott? I mean, you're, you're on the outside looking in. Maybe you should take these tips on board. You've uh, you've really picked my strategy for next year because I was almost going to have to take a sabbatical year next year because I'm doing my uh, refereeing course. So uh, that was going to be my first uh, first move. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was very unusual. The ref sort of come out of nowhere, quotation uh, fingers, and then um, apparently he couldn't disappear. Although the Redacted. players are told to do this week in, week out. So you can't just disappear. You, he's got nowhere to go. So they try to put that on the ref for once and be like, well, fuck you. This is how it feels, Grant. <laughs> to be fair, half the Sharks have disappeared over the last few weeks and they haven't played at all. Or run into a single ref. <laughs> <laughs> zero ref hits, zero score. It was a bit crazy and a bit sad, but obviously um, the ref was probably meant to call that play like a, at least, very least the reset play, but he didn't really do anything. He just let them sort of play on and then they kind of, I think they had a knock on, yeah, and then, then they reset. I can't remember what happened exactly, but I'm pretty sure there was basically nothing when it happened, but then like a couple of passes later, he uh, he stopped play. But it was super weird to see, and uh, Grant Atkins, you absolutely deserve it. It was hilarious, but you're still a Muppet, mate. I think I misheard you there, Squid. Did you say you're in the top eight next year or not in the top eight? <laughs> or oh, whatever it is, let's head on over to misheard it here first. I think there's been a mistake. Did you say steak? <laughs> Well, lads, with the Try July now having raised over $1 million since its inception and half of this year's total being donated to Warriors former coach Daniel Anderson, it really begs the question, why have the Warriors not been participating in this season's Try July? LJ, thoughts, mate? Uh, that's an interesting one. Now, what I've heard is the boys thought if they did a try celebration, they had to spend the five grand out of their own money. And they're like, fuck that, because have you seen the cost of inflation over here? The Wendy's Burgers, a big bacon classic, has now gone up to $17.25, and that's without the chips. Then you've got to add on a Coke, which is like a litre, so that's another $6. That Manu Vardavai's Coke? <laughs> you got to get the Manu Special. That's an upsize. <laughs> then you add a Frosty and a few Nuggies. Then maybe a little deluxe cheeseburger to finish you off. 
maybe i don't know get some loaded fries for the for the walk home i don't know and then bam that's 70 dollars done that's almost a try celebration in itself fucking ludicrous oh classic warriors order there lj but uh mate i actually heard something completely different and i actually heard that the warriors ceo george michael isn't a big fan of daniel anderson because of the way that he took the warriors to the 2002 grand final and the team didn't show up basically and they got absolutely pummeled so he was a young fella back then massive warriors fan hence why he's now leading the team and he's a big man in charge even though he's only about five foot tall but uh he's never forgiven daniel anderson and he's basically gone out there and told the boys fuck the gun no celebrations just win these games now i may have misheard this and it could just be a rumor but we all know that the warriors as, as a club as a culture you know they don't really give a fuck anyway and um you know with the rlpa stuff all going on they actually walked into the commission and all they did was they walked in there said three words and walked away and all they did was say when these nugs and just left to be fair the warriors have got their own issues back house to uh worry about themselves i mean like they still haven't found sunny Bro, that was too far, man. That was you went way too far. Ooh, uh, I think we should head on over to Super Coach Corner. Cause he's a super coach, super coach. He's super coach. Oh boys, what a great end to the regular season. Coach didn't perform, but I think he did that on purpose to put himself on the other side of the bracket. But I managed to sneak ahead and steal me that first place, that minor premiership, that put me on the top half of the bracket, and now Coach is on the bottom half. So if we win out, it's see you in the finals, baby. Mate, took the words out of my fucking mouth. I saw that Ewan was actually going to finish fourth, and I didn't want to face him because he's already beating me through the season. So I heard that Nick has been talking shit all season. I figure I can take this cunt on. I'm pretty sure I took out Saddlebags earlier in the year. So that's exactly what I did, mate. I let you have the win. I actually was missing my four key Warriors players, and I had a rookie in there uh, who only scored about 12 points, and I was missing a player. So I kind of gave this one up, gave you the minor premiership. I, to be honest, I didn't realize you were that far up the ladder. <laughs> I thought you were in fourth place. So I was actually surprised when I saw that you had overtaken me in points. But uh, well deserved, mate. You did get the most points out of anyone in the entire season. But uh, yeah, Nick. You're shit out of luck, bro. You, you should have probably lost your last round so that Ruin could face me. But I was, uh, I would have been shit scared otherwise. Yeah, well, actually, I did some great trades in the weekend. And I actually still have eight left. So I've got enough to cover me for these weeks. Got a boost in there as well. But I've got a new strategy of trading all the sharks out of my team. So over the last few weeks, I've slowly got rid of William Kennedy and Nico Hines. So in the weekend, I got rid of Gutho. I saw he was going to shave his head and brought in Latrell, who performed. And then I got rid of Nico Hines and brought in Cleary. Now, that was a big move. Big captain switch as well. And then what did Hines do? 22 points. And a lot of people captaining him. So, oh, it's a strong play. And I've still got some trades. I've still got some plays in my mind. My team's not 100%. Not really liking my centers at the moment. And, you know, there's a few trades I've got to do. So, How is the 10-day um, antibiotics going to affect your team coming this weekend? Well, to be honest... It's given me this clarity to actually do my team. Um, so if you've noticed over the last four weeks, I've really gone from about fifth place to first, from just winning each week from actually looking at my team without having beers. Now, I'm not sure if any of you listeners out there are movie buffs, but if you look at LJ right now, he's a bit like that movie, A Beautiful Mind, where he's just got equations and <laughs> real names, and it's just uh, it's chaos on the screen right now. <laughs> it's actually due to his eyesight. He's got very poor vision. He just sees everything as double. So while it looks like uh, they're actually equations, it's just he's looking at his TV 
TV screen with 3D. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I actually think there was one week he actually had Russell Crowe in his team. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Squid Mate, how, how are you doing? <laughs> to be honest, I've just been here uh, cracking jokes because I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. So um, I've come to the reality that I'm not going to be in finals uh, this year. So what I've spent my last couple of weeks doing, I've actually um, gone window shopping. I want to get the most clarity out of my windows. You know, I want to get the, the windows with the less smudge. I want, I want the windows that one, you won't see me fucking licking them. So I don't have to clean them up for the next four weeks while you motherfuckers go through finals. And um, yeah, I'm just going to be uh, here cleaning up the scraps. Um, the one thing that I realized that I didn't do is I should have uh, pulled a leaf out of uh, producer Trob's book. And that was um, play two teams because then I would have had two chances to win the bottom eight. <laughs> <laughs> Now, speaking of the bottom eight, those who are no longer with us, let's rattle them off. In ninth place, we had Keaton. In tenth place, we had Scotty. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. What a sad story. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty definitely doesn't know. Now, eleventh, we had Cameron. Twelfth, we had uh, a Mac Attack, who was a surprise. He did really well at the beginning of the year. Salad Dwellers, who unfortunately is kind of true to his name. Uh, 14th, we had Squid Sack, of course. 15th, Dallin Trail Milk, the five-year plan. Well, it's going to be another decade, I reckon. And then 16th is going to be Ruin. It is our year. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> he's He's been talking it up that he reckons he can win the loser cup. He reckons he's got it coming from 16th, from 16th place. <laughs> <laughs> now, LJ, mate, take us through the top eight. Well, I was lucky enough to secure that minor premiership, so I managed to finish in first. Kosh is in second. Saddlebags in third. Yuan's in fourth. We got Matt, here comes the hot stepper in fifth. Felix in sixth, with it's also his year. Sack lunch in seventh. And then Trob's Flogs in there at eight. Ooh. What the hell are they doing here? They're not a top eight team. What are they doing here? Knock in, eh, producer Trob? Is this a fucking make a wish? <laughs> <laughs> Are they the knights of the rejected super coach? They're replicating the knights in real life. <laughs> so the reason that I've heard that uh, Trobs actually made it is because he used the same uh, strategy as the winner from last season, Peter Griffin. <laughs> so I mean, he's uh, yes, he's made the eight, but he's uh, done a hell of a lot worse. So apparently, uh, the same strategy won't work twice. Well, he's actually got a salary cap this year, so he had his title stripped off him last year. And we're not celebrating it, um, but yeah, once you're in the salary cap. But harder to make the top one. I just can't wait for in 10 years' time. We're, we're all celebrating our super coach wins. I won the first year. The second one was actually anomaly, but you can guarantee producer Trump's going to be parading that trophy around. <laughs> He's going to be doing laps around the stadium, holding it up, and everyone's going to be like, mate, that's producer Trump. That's not Peter. And then uh, the, the, the penny will drop. Well, that was like when we, um, you know, we were lucky enough to have producer Trump be our driver for our uh, MB3 trip at the grand final last year. And because he was so flamboyant with his glorious victory, he actually strapped in the trophy into the car. And old fucking poor Vince, the guy who who won the trip with us, had to bust everywhere. We'll like, see you there in twenty five minutes. Yeah, sorry about that one, Vince. Oh yeah, Squid. Well, actually, speaking about poor, let's turn those tables and head on over to TAB time. All right, boys. Now, kicking off this Thursday, we have a bit of a lackluster affair, but thank fuck it is not the Tigers, but it is the Roosters versus the Sea Eagles. Ugh. Well, I'm going to have to lock in the Roosters because I don't want Manly playing finals. I want them both fighting over each other. I want them to be the Squid. I want them all to finish 14th, a nice 14th equal. 
So for me, I'm locking in the Roosters because I just want them just to upset the Seagulls. Make them cry a little bit. What about yourself, Coach? Well, to quote the great man, LJ, ugh. <laughs> honestly, i got no fucking idea. Like, I don't want Seagulls to win. They're playing like shit, and I definitely don't want the Roosters to win playing like shit. But uh, I'm going to go with the Seagulls. I think they're slightly better than the uh, Roosters this year, so lock me in. Sea Eagles, fuck you, Manly. The only thing consistent about this Thirsty Thursday game is LJ's <laughs> because uh, that's a three-peat from all of us. That's what we. That's how we feel about these two teams whenever they take the field. It doesn't matter who they're going against because they are both massive piles of shit. Uh, but I would have to agree with Coach. I just feel like Seagulls playing slightly better this year. Uh, Roosters fucking have barely been there. They just they don't know what to do. They've got. Probably the best centre and or fullback playing 5'8". They've just got no fucking idea. And uh, I think Manly might actually run away with this one and finally put the Roosters season to bed. You know what, boys? I've decided I'm fucking staying late at work this week, this Thursday. <laughs> it's me done. I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm going to call the boss right now. Yeah. Time to worth it. <laughs> Do you know I've never actually gone through my taxes? <laughs> I figure I could go back through them and just, you know, see if they're right. Well, lads, you need to amp it up for this flaccid Friday because we have got some games at hand. And we, of course, kicking it off with Titan versus Up The Waz on Friday. And we know that the boys are going to be there. They're looking for that big top eight finish. You can lock it in. It is a guarantee. I don't even need to say it. Oh, it's good. You said it. Up The Waz on a Friday night. The only thing that can stop them is rain. So let's hope it is sunny in the Gold Coast. Definitely, it is the Waz. They're going to add to their points differential. I reckon they put 40 on them. Nice little 40 points hiding. What about you, Coach? Yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay back late on Thursday and I'm going to just take Friday off. I need a, I'm pretty sure I need that day off. Yeah. Yeah. Sorted? Cool. Sweet. Uh, sorry. Well, oh, we're up to me. Um, Titans, Warriors. Oh, fuck yeah. I was just basically, I'm going to be ridden off the entire fucking day, boys, because the Warriors have fucking got this, and you know what? Right off the weekend as well, because after this game, whew, I'm going to need another two days off. So three-day weekend for me. Start drinking at, what, 10 o'clock in the morning? That should probably get me right, eh? But uh, yeah, no chance for the Titans this Friday night. And straight after the game, I'm going to be charhooing through this one, because it is the Panthers versus the Storm after the Warriors game, and this is going to be a fucking ripper game, especially after how the Storm performed on the weekend. I think the Panthers will get there over the Storm, but I would not be surprised if the Storm can actually beat them and upset the NFL Premiership. Well, this game actually poses quite a conundrum, because we've got the Panthers versus the Storm, as Coach mentioned, and on one hand, if the Panthers win, it just increases the Warriors' chance to maybe a, you know, guarantee that top four, maybe a top two finish. But then if the Storm somehow pull off that miraculous win, all of a sudden, otherwise looking at a potential minor premiership. And we're like, holy shit. So I have no idea what the fuck I actually want to have happen. So I'm going to flip a coin and go, give it to the Storm. Oh. Not sure how I feel about that though. Fucking hell, I don't know Was where it heads or tails. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you flip that coin, mate. <laughs> oh, I have a very specific um, two sided coin that has a panther and a storm on the other side. <laughs> That's oddly helpful tonight. <laughs> of the one time you probably used it. 
But for me, oh, I really think this is, I think the Panthers have it written all over them. Home game, they've got the hoodoo against the Storm. I think they're going to do it. I just think this is where the boys are going to come out smashing them. And yeah, it's going to be a great, what a double header on Friday for the league. But then we head on over to Superb Saturday. And it is the Battle of Queensland, the Queensland Derby. It is the Cowboys versus the Broncos. And you heard me right, the Broncos are actually playing on a Saturday first kickoff. It's not a Thursday night, it's not a Friday night, but it is a five o'clock kickoff, Cowboys versus Broncos. And whoa, you know what? I think the Broncos are gonna win. I'd love to see the Cowboys do it, but I'm gonna lock in the Broncos. What about you, Kosh? Well, I've got some breaking news for you, mate. Um, the Broncos actually are not 100% sure they're going to play Reese Walsh, and they've actually named Young Sailor on the bench uh, as the 22nd man. So I don't think the Broncos are actually going to win this, and I'm going to back the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, Kosher's boss, he's probably not going to be um, sober enough to come in on Saturday either because uh, he's just a very, very busy man. Sorry about it. Uh, I'm actually going to pick the Cowboys for this one, and this is just purely to get, try and get the Warriors as far up that ladder as they can. So that's what this round is all about. You can lock in the Cowboys. It's up there in North Queensland. Fuck Reese Walsh. Fuck his Broncos. Up the Cowboys. Sorry, Alge, I'm going to have to take the uh, the limelight for uh, the middle game of Superb Saturday with the uh, Knights going up against the Dolphins. Now, this game is going to be... Quite interesting because I will be paying attention to how the Dolphins go for the rest of the season. I feel like they could just ruffle a couple of feathers. But the Knights, uh, I do believe, have gone four on the trot. And uh, we all know how good that Mitchell Pierce uh, plays at halfback. And I think he'll be running amok. Especially when he's supported by someone like Phoenix Crossland at number six or maybe at number nine. I mean, six, nine, two of my favorite positions. So let's go. And uh, lock me in for the Knights on this one. You know what? I hate to say it, but... Pong is looking good. I mean, this season is one concussion away from being out of the top eight. But until that happens, I think it's the Knights. I'm going to have to lock in the Knights again for this one. I think that they might go do five in a row, for fuck's sake. What about yourself, Coach? Yeah, well, uh, I obviously won't be watching this one. But you know what? I reckon Trent Hodgkinson's going to come out with a fly. He's going to get man of the match, so lock me in the Knights. Now, moving right along to the Saturday evening game, the Rabbits versus the Sharks. And... Going to make this nice and easy for you, mate. Uh, LJ, your Sharks have no hope, and the Rabbits are taking this one. Squid? Yeah, I actually didn't realise that the Rabbits had four buys this year, so lock me in for the Rabbits. <laughs> it's a bit unfair, isn't it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is a tough one. I'd love it. I'd love it to win, but I was really hoping they were going to put Nico Hines at fullback. Give him a chance, free roaming, less pressure, get back into some form, but Connor Tracy, the little man that could. All five foot two of them at the back. Can't wait for him to be catching all those bombs, but the little speedster's there, but I'm going to have to lock in the rabbits. But that also brings us to Sad Handjob Sunday. Now, you know a sad handjob when the dragons are playing, but it is the Eels versus the dragons, and it is actually the return of Dylan Brown. Now, if you don't remember, Dylan Brown got suspended for 12 weeks for touching some tatays up in the club. Now, I mean... We've all been up in the club and may have touched some tatays. And a fun fact, I also got suspended for 12 and rejected games. So with that in mind, me and Dylan, I think we're going eels for this one. What about you, Coach? Yeah, mate, I reckon the return of old brown titties is going to be the game changer in this one. Mate, I think it's no guarantee. I think the eels are going to win this one. They're hurting after, uh, well, they're actually hurting after Gutho's haircut, but they're hurting from the loss as well. 
Lock me in eels. I mean, I just got to hand it to the Rejected. EPL. I swear to God. Three teams out of the top eight really kicking off a fucking sad handjob Sunday. I mean, it really doesn't get more fucking depleted NRL games than this. And, I mean, dragons are shit. Eels grab titties, so lock me in for the eels. That's logic. <laughs> And just as you thought you couldn't rise to the occasion on a sad hand job, we have the Raiders versus the West Tigers. And we all know that uh, the West Tigers suck and Ricky Raiders are no better, but they are somehow a top eight team apparently. So you're going to have to just put me down for a Raiders win and West Tigers crying on the field. You know, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. Not the fact that the Raiders are boring and the Tigers are terrible to watch, but the Tigers are going to win a game in this last four to five rounds. And I think... They could do it this week. They might upset the Raiders, put Raiders two losses in a row. <laughs> Wishful thinking, but really, really ramps up the TAB odds, if you, if you get what I'm saying. What about you, Coach? Nah, I think the Tigers are definitely not winning this one. Nick Kotrick has actually been named out on the wing there, so I think the Raiders are going to have a bit more of an attack. Uh, they've been losing and winning a lot of close games, and they've lost their, well, the last two games have had quite big points differentials, so I think uh, they're going to be winning this one and by quite a margin. Lock me in, Raiders. So LJ, do you want to give us a quick rundown on this uh, week's NB3 TAB time? Sure can, there, champ. So you want to lock in Manly, up the Waz, Panthers, Cowboys, Knights, Rabbits, Eels, and then Ricky's Raiders to finish the round. Boys, we've actually got a question uh, in the email this week. I did ask last week for you guys to send out some questions, and Andrew Goff has sent us an absolute fucking perler. I know this uh, podcast is probably going to run a little bit over time, but boys, Andrew's asked, what have you boys thought of the whole RLPA saga, boys? Surely you're having a fucking good laugh about this one. I reckon it's a great beer. All right, boys, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast, listeners. So have a great weekend of NRL. We'll see you here live next week right here on the Injected. Oh, back three podcast. I fucking had something, then I lost it. Um, the top eight. <laughs> <laughs>